Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. We Dig Plants on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Carmen DeVito. And I'm Alice Marcus Krieg. And we are the ladies of Groundworks, Inc. We design, install, and maintain <clears throat> gardens in and around New York City. <laughs> now it's winter, um, so we're in the studio, and we have a really fun guest today, another Heritage host, Jason Kalit. Colucci. Wow, you're from Staten. Are you really from Staten Island? <laughs> I am. Why? My voice doesn't give it away. <laughs> no, you, 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 like myself, have like traveled far and way to try to get take the edge off the uh, the accent. Yes. Is it Colucci? Colucci. It's, it's Colucci. Yes. Okay. Yes. I thought it was Coluccio. And it's a common mistake, and somebody yeah. Sat, yeah. sat behind me in my school uh, with the with the last name Coluccio, but that's boring. But uh, okay. so yes. Well, Jason is the host of the Morning After Show, which airs on Sunday afternoons at three. That used to be our time slot, Jason. You took our we spot. took our spot. <laughs> it's, her- it's heritage politics. I know. Well, today we thought we'd join forces and talk about herbal remedies, morning after fixer uppers, you know, some hair of the dog stuff, and how these herbs and remedies have been used throughout time. And we know what's happening on Sunday, the big game. Everyone's going to overindulge. So we thought we'd give you some tips on how to feel better at the morning after, um, on Monday morning. So let's talk about Jason a little bit. Jason is a New York City... <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Please, stop. <laughs> no, we want to talk about... Oh, it's all about you today, Jason. All right. <laughs> Jason Colucci is a New York City restaurant insider who has worked under Drew... Nee- okay, I'm going to mispronounce this. Drew Neeporn. How do you say it? Neeporrent. Neeporrent. I just got it. I worked for the guy for four years. <laughs> Robert De Niro and Keith McNally managing their operations and purchasing for ventures like the Acela Club at City Field, Polino's Bar and Pizzeria, which I heard is really good. Which and is I, amazing. And I've yet to go. Tribeca Grill, Corton, etc. Restaurateurs and chefs have leaned on him for over a decade for advice on practical business decisions ranging from strategy to flavor profiles. And um, on his show, he talks with Michelin star chefs and up and coming restaurant insiders and Hollywood personalities. The morning after is a great show, and we're so glad to have you. Um, Thank Jason. You. Jason also resides in Park Slope, like you, Alice. Yes, I do. And I went on your I went on groundworksinc.com uh, to see if I could. Because I was doing a little research, and the uh, well, first I created a, a a drinking game from the Mance show. Oh, All right. awesome! So Let's do it. <laughs> every time you mention the Dutchman, you have to do a shot. Okay. So I don't know what you know. What I will work that in. Yeah, the Dutchman. Because <laughs> I was doing some research, and uh, well, two shows I gravitated towards. One was the Gowanus Canal because I live right, right there. Sure. Um, I'm sure when my my ancestors d- dumped a body in there over the years. <laughs> but uh, well, and you other, are from Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say no more. The other one was. Was uh, the Man Show just because I was like 
What is, what is this? Yeah, as a, yeah. As a, as a natural guy, I just saw a man and like went right to it. And <laughs> pants, went, pants, man. And it was a very, it was a very insider. It, to me, it, it, enco- it encompassed what the show is about because I, I learned a lot. Um, one of the things was uh, about uh, corn. Um, what was it? The uh, pots cor- made from the corn. rice husks. Yeah, rice husks and pots made from corn rather yes. than plastic. Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyone uh, listening in today, I would say, has any interest in uh, just sort of the general uh, welfare of horticulture in the five boroughs, listen to the show on top of the fact of uh, hobbyists, uh, please tune in. Thank you. And you have some gardening experience yourself, right? Up in New England. Uh, uh, yeah, tell <clears> us now. You, you, well, it's you're funny you should ask that, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's Wait, Jason. does that mean? That I'm Ed McMahon? That's horrible. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, it's elite. Uh, I'm kidding, uh, kidding, kidding. Re- it was uh, so hot today in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, Let me tell you. Like, we have a tiger I, later. I was uh, I, I was born and raised in Staten Island, and I had a great childhood. My parents are amazing. Uh, my parents and my grandparents are the two biggest influences in my life, and um, I, I, I don't regret coming from there. It's definitely a chip on your shoulder that you hold. Um, and I had interest in, in cinema when I was young, uh, just because my grandparents had operated the deli in Park Slope for a really long time and one of their tenants was doing stop motion animation and he was he had a, uh, a port, uh, thing delivered to him that had this it was called a, it was basically film camp uh-huh. and I was uh, working in the restaurant industry I was a sophomore at Monsignor Farrell High School in Staten Island uh-huh. and I went to this film camp in Maine and I had always it's the first time I'd ever been really out of the borough yeah and, I was and just, Maine I is in, out of the borough I fell in love yeah. uh, I decided to go back there uh, in college and uh, a girl I dated for about five years her her uh, family were embedded into a town called Wana Lancet New Hampshire uh-huh. but one of you guys goes to Squam Lake yeah Alice, I Alice, was talking yeah. about a friend of ours has a house on Squam and I rent it sometimes. Her, her yeah. dad builds like post and beam houses and you know, here I am and just watching like Goodfellas and all these fun <laughs> movies. No, and I go up there and like, you know, we sit down and eat and I finish my food in three minutes and they're there, fin- you know, it takes them an hour and a half to eat. I wake up at five o'clock, five thirty in the morning. I'm smelling blueberry muffins. And, Farm uh, living is yeah, the place to be. They had settled down there in the late sixties, Vietnam War kind of uh, thing, right. and. Um, you know, and I learned a lot. It was definitely uh, a, a experience because just the the general, like the, her her mom would make creams and stuff. So that was my first experience with sort of gardening, and then that that went further into more like landscape landscape architecture and how that kind of intertwines in our lives. Right. Exactly. Well, today we wanted to talk kind of about herbalists and. Um, combating the side effects of a bad hangover, Oof. some hair of the dog, just pick playing on, on the name of Jason's show the morning after. We thought yes. we would talk about some um, kind of historical remedies and, yeah. and modern day remedies. Yeah, you know. and we're very timely. The Huffington Post just, uh, there was just a, a story about this plant called the Chinese Raisin Tree. Right, yes. its uh, botanical name is Hovenia dulcis. Mm-hmm. Basically, these researchers got a bunch of rats drunk, right, <laughs> and then they gave them this ancient Chinese remedy, uh, this extract made from this plant, and they had less of a hangover 
were able to process the alcohol. So now you can go online and you can find this extract that will help you deal with the symptoms. Oh, so you can buy this extract now. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was also reading and doing a little research that the British Medical Journal did I, tests. Oh, wait. I have, I have, yeah. I have, well, no, read this because I have a rebuttal to this. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that the, the they listed the alcohols like from the best to the worst. I say the most American, to, uh, the most English to the most American, as I like to put it. Yeah. So I guess... Um, <laughs> Gin's not first. The worst thing to drink... Is I remember is it was bourbon? Yeah, oh, okay, of course. Bourbon? Why? Because well, it's, I, a, cause I, it's I classically, disagree. classically, it's classically. Uh, I mean, American. as far as as far as a hangover is going to go, it's going to give you the. I disagree. It's going to give you the fastest. I disagree. Like with it's going to affect you the most. <laughs> Based on personal being a professional, <laughs> being a professional, I would say gin would be the first one, and uh, maybe that's against the, uh, the the English aesthetic. But I would say gin would probably be one of the worst. So hangover. the order is bourbon's the worst, Ellis. Well, it says. This this is confusing because there, it says from best to worst. So I'll read it. Alcohol from best to worst. Bourbon, whiskey, rum, brandy, red wine, white wine, gin and vodka. But if that's true, then their second phrase um, showing that drinking bourbon is twice as likely to cause a hangover than the same amount of vodka. That doesn't really make sense. If you're talking about from best, best. to worst. It's the worst to best then. Yeah. Yes, the worst. So the worst thing to drink is bourbon. What do you think, Jason? Um, well, you know, I've it's, I, it's, tough, it's really tough to tell. I think anything with a really high sugar content is usually, and um, now with the awareness of just sort of uh, procurement of, of people taking extra steps to distill things a little bit longer, um, I think that takes a big, whatever the particular spirit is. So I think that's something you could take into consideration. Um, and, you know, if it, it's a lot of different things. What did you eat? You know, if right. you go out and you're yeah. drinking hypnotic on the rocks all night, you're, <laughs> right. you're probably going to have that. I think <laughs> right. that, that falls into the cognac uh, category. Right, exactly. Right. And what's your weight and blah, yeah. blah, blah. My personal worst is tequila. Though That's a mind eraser for me. Well, that's good. I think I, for I'd, lo- sure. I'd love to hang out in the garden this summer and have some tequila <laughs> with you I think we ladies. can. I think we well, can. Well, actually, there's um, uh, there's an event that you might be interested in. February 10th, the Brooklyn Botanic Garden is trying to attract younger sort of visitors and have more you know youthful events. And they're having an event called Lush. On February 10th. Yeah. And they're having DJs and they're having, you know, cocktails based on the, and they're going to open up the orchid houses so you can be in this like tropical jungle environment, be dancing and be I drinking. Feel, I feel like there's going to be a lot of moms and, and strollers there. <laughs> I just feel no. like, is that the first Saturday museum thing when you... No, no, it's from 8, eight no. it starts at 8 p.m. So the moms, you know, the, if the they come, they're going to get okay. rid of their babies. And yeah. you know. I know that I know that park's slow propaganda. It doesn't work. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm joining the tribe, so... Mazel <laughs> tov to you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk for a second. You mentioned the word spirit. Yes. And, you know, the spirits were actually a big part of, historically, of, of hangovers. Um, there were ancient beliefs that prayer and sacrifice to these spirits would make the hangover or the headache go away you could apply goat dung to the forehead to chase these spirits away um (laughs) they were actually believed which was actually believed to be a placebo effect since pain was really only associated with evil spirits never the simple act of just overindulging yeah no a lot of a lot of college fraternities have adopted this policy (laughs) (laughs) putting goat dung just the smell of it will make you forget your hangover that's basically the egyptians believed that attaching a fake clay crocodile with a grain stem in its mouth using a linen binding tie 
to the forehead would rid the patient of evil symptoms. The names of various healing gods would be written on the linen tie. In actuality, maybe this helped ease the symptoms as the tie provided pressure on the dilated blood vessels. <laughs> God, I'm so, God, I'm so happy I'm alive in modern times. Yeah, some Gatorade and, yeah. and uh, aspirin and, you know, no, just a, greasy I, food. Just look at my iPhone. I feel so much better about technology and uh, just about <laughs> the time I was born. I'm, it's, uh, yeah, hearing something like that. Another ancient method was... Um, Get the bones from a head of a vulture, wrap them in deer skin. These are all things that, of course, we yeah. have around the house. Yeah. And this will cure your headache. The brain of the vulture was to be rubbed with the best oil you could find and held to the nose to expel the ailments. Now, I think it would just make you so nauseous yeah. that it would, like, you know, kind of overcompensate for the... Did your research team do this? Or did you just, did you just type in this in Wikipedia? I'm this just is wondering. kind of just Wikipedia. Okay, Googling. no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah. wondering. Okay. Research team. We are the research team. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We gotta, listen, we have, to make, we have to make the network seem bigger than this. <laughs> <laughs> I did have some books, though, that I found these in my library. So, um, And the Italian monks would make poultices of opium and then soak them in vinegar and rub them onto the head. The vinegar would open the pores and allow for the seepage of no, opium. I believe that. That, that would sounds... uh, opium, yeah. And it, but then you're in a uh, opiate withdrawal after that. Yeah. And then the the last one that I found, which was actually in a book <clears> of mine, <throat> the Incas would treat headaches by cutting open the patient's head with a small incision and dripping the juice of coca leaves in it. That mm. sounds insane. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've seen Apocalypto. I <laughs> did. That was a great movie, actually. Yeah, it was pretty- disturbing, but good. So, wow. So let's let's move to the present a little bit. Well, what, what actually, do you we have to take I, a break. Oh, oh, it's break see. time. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back uh, in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned to We Dig Plants. <laughs> was sponsored by White Oak Pastures. The Harris family has lived and farmed White Oak Pastures for 145 years. They are committed to sustainable land stewardship and humane animal stockmanship. Their mission? We take care of the land and the herd, and they take care of us. For more information about their cattle and their farm, visit whiteoakpastures.com. Welcome back. You're listening to We Dig Plants on Heritage Radio Network, and we're talking about why herbal remedies work to cure a headache, the specific properties of some of these plants in alleviating our overindulgent. And we're with Jason Colucci from the morning after, hence the name of our show and the theme for today. So, so, Jason, you've worked in a lot of restaurants, and you probably have seen some very drunk um, 
staff staff oh. and and patrons <laughs> coming in on Sunday you know, and owners Sunday brunch <laughs> and owners. So tell us a good recipe for Bloody Mary. And I want to talk for a second about horseradish. Um, well, one I'll give the if anyone needs to buy three hours that's going into a shift, I have a perfect um, concoction. It's not the most. Uh, I, I guess here's here's what I would do, and this is a lot of trial and error here. I've been in this industry for about 16 years now. Um, a pack and a half of Excedrin and a sun-kissed um, orange soda in a can. Uh-huh. And if you need to eat, uh, Chinese spare ribs. Oh. Um, but a small order, not a large order. Yeah. And that has saved me. That's uh, pretty on good. Many, many occasions. Um, Grease, fizz. And a pain and a pain reliever. And caffeine. It has to be Excedrin because Excedrin has that caffeine in it. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Um, And it pushes you, it buys you three hours. And then once you get through that three three hours, you're like halfway through your shift and then you're kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Of course, you stink when you're standing at the table. (laughs) Well, let's talk for a second, though, about Bloody Marys because that's kind of the quintessential hair of the dog. You know, I need a little something to get me over this hump. If yeah, I think if you if you really want to get into in our in our country the culture of of of, of its approach to alcohol, who has the best Bloody Marys? Um, I think you definitely have to go to uh, New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, which is a place that I try to visit um, once uh, once a year, usually around Halloween. Um, and um, I think that sort of ties into the all day drinking aesthetic. And they uh, uh, whatever interpretation, and everybody has their New Orleans thing. Um, they definitely have the best Bloody Marys in, in the country. They just just a reviver. It gets you, you know, it pulls you back into the night before. It keeps you going. Right. Um, and I think the, one characteristic that all Bloody Marys uh, that I like, in particular, are bri- briny kind mm-hmm. of stuff and mm-hmm. whatever you want to put in. Everyone has their, you know, little. It's like any other American kind of classic, you know, apple pie, whatever. Right. Everyone has their ideas. But for me, my favorite Bloody Marys uh, are in New Orleans. And a key ingredient is horseradish. Yes, right? but but I was thinking about this. There's there's two interpretations of what the the derivative of that horseradish is. Now you can go into the classic um, fresh, which you see a lot of now. But I think if you really concentrate on the sub ingredients of prepared horseradish, there's other stuff in that that goes into um, the cocktail. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, you have your fresh thing, you just shave it off, and it's uh-huh. classically from horseradish. the root, right? Yeah. Yeah, from the root, and then you have your prepared horseradish, where there's some other. Stuff. There's other stuff. Vinegars or yeah, exactly. Right, right. You really need to sort of, uh, you know, kind of take it from there. And I know now with Cocktail Nation or whatever you want to call it, Mixology, maybe some premieres of the world, um, you see a lot more fresh, you know, at the end. Right, right. But you can also use the leaf. I think. Yes, that's right. Both the leaf and the root are edible, and it's supposed to. I guess its effect, according to herbologists, is that it, it stimulates the immune system and the appetite. And it's also good for respiratory ailments, which often follow heavy drinking. Yeah, and blood and blood flow. Yes, oh, really? to help yeah. the blood flow. Because usually you feel so, you know, you're, you're swimming. You're not clear, you right. know. So it has a... Speak for yourself. Speaking of swimming, <laughs> that was always my remedy for... Um, swimming? Yes. Wait, wait, wait a second. You grew up all I, over the East Coast. Well, a couple places. But I, when I was in college, we would... Where was that? In Virginia. Okay. And we would drink a little too much. And then we'd go to Hardee's in the morning and get like the greasy, yeah. you know, Hardee's uh, disgusting, sunk, yeah. like cheesy, you know, biscuit with sausage. And then we would just go and sit in the pool for hours. And we would just be great by four o'clock in the afternoon. 
It was in, just in the pool. Was in the this, pool was this a above ground pool or an in ground? No, it was because uh, myself was, and Carmen are used to above ground pools coming from Staten Island. Yeah, no, yes. this was like the big Olympic size college pool, but nobody was ever there on Saturday and Sunday morning, you know, because they were all recovering, and that's why it was so great because it was quiet. The sun would be like shining in, and we'd just be sweating it out in the pool. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? I was doing <laughs> some research on uh, Groundworks Inc., and I was wondering because I, I called you yesterday and I, I went to voicemail on your your oh. cell phone. But um, primarily, if I wanted to build a, and I was going to take a picture of my backyard just as a fun little project. <laughs> do you want an above ground pool? <laughs> no, I, I do. I do. It has to be. Um, <laughs> For people sweating con- it out? Uh, uh, clients contact you all around the city, and yeah. you guys sort of design it out. And yeah. Bid it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's super. That's exciting. And we yeah. build it too. And you yeah. maintain. And, and you maintain build. it. Yes. And we've put some pools on some rooftops. In fact. And you have to get like an architect involved with that. Sure. And building yeah. permits and yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what we do in a nutshell. I did my parents' house in Staten Island. Where? Actually. Wait, can I? I don't, I don't want to go off too off topic, but Carmen, <laughs> where did you grow up in Staten Island? Well, I didn't live there very long. Um, I mostly am a. I was actually born in Italy, and I lived in I Brooklyn most of my life. Okay. Um, but I lived in Staten Island about seven years, and it was on Toad Hill Road. Okay. The yeah. hilly part. Yeah. Um, she, and that, that's that's code for I I, came, I grew up with money <laughs> for anybody listening. Yeah, but not their that, house is extremely no, modest, modest, which is it's, it's not it, one of those big no, like splashy. No. Uh, not at Staten all. We didn't have a pool. We didn't have a pool. Let's put it that way. <laughs> what, what block did you grow up on? Right on Toad Hill Road near okay. uh, Coventry. Coming so we, my parents were pretty low key people. They had gardens, old school they, Italians. They had a yeah, tomato yeah. plant and a few in the back. Yeah, oh, Carmen's parents have more than uh, just a they, tomato plant. They had right. a lot of gardens. A lot. They were defining locavore before anybody else was. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if you could describe an Italian hippie, that would be them. You know? <laughs> they pretty much <laughs> or anyone from the south, southern Italy. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you know what we did in Brooklyn? You talked about Hardy's, Alice. Yeah, we went to the Vegas Diner and had um, <laughs> what they call I guess they call them disco fries now yeah, or something. Yeah. Fries, yeah. They had you know. They had gravy cheese. and cheese, which is in in Canada, it's poutine, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that was our uh, grease absorbing, alcohol absorbing uh, yeah. food. Well, another another remedy that I always use, and this is, this sounds kind of wimpy compared to some of these other things we've been talking about, though, is lemon tea, you know, yeah. uh, or lemon also in the in the um, Bloody Mary. You know, I think the, that's a great lemon I, for someone who's not a. Uh, Constant, ab- who constantly abuser. abuse their liver. <laughs> I think that's great because in theory, it's one of those things that seems really great in theory. But you're like, let me get this out of here. Like, yeah. put three lemon. tea bags in that in there. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I definitely that agree with that. Biscuit. Yeah, yeah, from somebody who is like who one one you know ventures off once in a while. Like for your Super Bowl person this weekend, that might have a, a, a few extra uh, yeah. cocktails. And I think it's that vitamin C in the lemon. You know, um, there, there's a ton of, of vitamins. There's vitamin B, riboflavin, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, as well as proteins and carbohydrates. Lemon is generally consumed in the form of lemon juice or lemon water, of course, but um, it, it, it's a healthy drink. It's clean. It really kind of rids the body of the toxins. Um, it has good health benefits for the stomach as far as like cleaning the liver cleaning the intestine and it's easier to get than a vulture head i mean let's face it you know i mean the only place i ever saw was a, a vulture was in kansas at my in-laws house i was like wow these things are huge yeah <laughs> no. um they don't have them in, in the staten island jason well, well yeah well you know on toad hill they don't have vultures but if you go down to uh, <laughs> uh miller field there's vultures flying all around there. wait real quick where was your favorite place in uh, pizza for staten island and Senna? 
Um, we like Danino's. Oh, you know, I just got off the phone with my parents uh, like an hour ago. I was like, oh, you have to tune in, tune in. You know, one of the hosts is from Staten Island. I was like, we went to Danino's last night. I was like, oh, because they live in New Jersey now. Okay. Now, I'm a Lee's Tavern guy. I've never gone. Oh, you lived up the, down the block from there. <laughs> I, I never went. I know. So, uh, yeah, Danino's is, you know, they, they, they're, they can accommodate the, like, their, their volume is big. Yeah. It's so big that it takes away from, the pizza's good. Yeah. But it takes away from the, the real quality of it. You know, they deliver, they got a hundred people, you know, coming. Well, they also have them. chicken wings. That's why we also went for the chicken wings Love and the pizza. Buffalo wings. The, yeah, buffalo wings. Buffalo yeah. wings. Well, garlic. You guys know a lot about garlic being from oh, Staten wow. Island. Let's talk about that <laughs> as a remedy. Well, it's definitely... When, whenever we would get sick, um, my mother would give us hunks of garlic to eat, and then we would... Everything would come up, and that would be like a purgative. And I think that that would work, I guess, if you've overindulged, too. Just literally sniffing it, Alice, yeah. will also have the effect, you know? Have you ever tried that, Jason? To, like, puke up garlic? No, you know, <laughs> sniffing it and biting it raw to, to help... You know. I I have a I, I'll tell you this is this is weird I have a, I have this self deprecating Italian thing about garlic I don't like to cut it I don't like to do it because it's my my fingernails smell like it for about well a then day you or need two. lemons to wash them. yeah I wash my hands but it's it's this like Lady Macbeth thing where I have blood on my hands for like three or four I days smell and garlic. I, I can't get it off and it's and yeah. you know being from Staten Island and honestly like it, it's tough it, it it's you you take a lot of abuse when I was in oh, school yeah. in Maine you know I was. Uh, b- just out of place and stuff and uh I, there are certain things that i i'm really proud of it, it, coming from there and stuff but there are certain things i kind of like right. g- it, it it's weird I, I i don't know best to explain it i've i've turned to it recently in my life but for a long time i was really i really shied away from from my roots yeah well a lot of people in maine feel that way about lobster you know it was yeah. poor man's food and it was not something that you wanted to be associated with it was it was work and you know eating lobster was was not yeah, not it's not. It's uh, yeah, cultivated, it's a, so to speak, and uh, it's nothing better than Maine lobster. I won't. Yeah. I don't eat lobster unless I'm in, in Maine. That's one of my little intricacies. Yeah, it is the first time my husband ever ate a lobster, being from Kansas and in the middle of the country. Right? He yeah. never had eaten lobster. Manhattan, oh. Manhattan, Manhattan, Kansas. He's Manhattan, from Manhattan, Kansas. Kansas. I took him to Maine. We went on a trip to Maine, and he ate two entire lobsters, Jason. Yeah. at once. You know, it was pretty amazing. God bless me. How many how many months along are you? Can I ask? Uh, pregnancy? Yes. I'm. Um, Is it? Did people know this, that you're? Your yeah, I've mentioned know? it a few times. I'm eight months. Oh. So it could be any. So any. Alice hasn't had a drink in eight months, Jason. Yeah. You see, so soon. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> She's That's really ready. I'm doing my research as to well when well I will I will offer this up because I know like the next month and a half is kind of be an X factor after you know the, the young child comes. Uh huh. Um, please, I'd love to have you guys on the morning after so you can have a cocktail. Oh, I'm there. I'm yes, so there. Absolutely. <laughs> There's one thing we love uh, at uh, the morning after is our you know gin and OJ is usually great drink of choice. Well, then I think one of our last Uh-oh. kind of powerhouse. Segments. Um, uh, remedies would be the banana. Now, how many people wake up with a hangover and decide, I want a banana? Not many, no. but it is a really good fruit. Potassium, um, enormous amounts of energy. It has proteins, fiber. It's kind of like a perfect food. Carbs. It really is. Um, it has vitamin A, B, B6, C, and E. It has calcium, magnesium, iron, zinc. 
and folic acid. Which is good for me as a pregnant lady. You're probably eating folic a lot of bananas. <laughs> it also contains, surprisingly, serotonin. Ooh, I need, I need yeah. a lot. My, you know, my serotonin levels get low during... It really on, is. On Monday, Tuesday, they're really low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, also, the potassium contained in bananas helps regulate heartbeats, brings oxygen to the brain, and maintains the water quantity in the body at a constant level. Which is why you're not feeling well, because you're dehydrated and your blood vessels are... Mostly, yeah. I think dehydration shrunk. is huge, because anxiety kicks in and yeah. all that stuff, and you know, you, you definitely need to, to run to water. But uh, yeah, bananas are... St- you know, I... I I I I was a I was food buyer for a long time, um, uh-huh. and um, I always saw how bananas came to the states, it's and I kind of shied away from them yeah. a little bit. Really, you know, they come here. Well, they, it's not that they you know they come from South America. They get shipped here via uh, a fr- a huge freight thing, basically something you would uh, like the size of the Costa Condoria, <laughs> right? <laughs> Southern Italians here. <laughs> um, uh, they uh, and they would be unripe, and they would mm-hmm. come here um, so they didn't perish, um, and then they. They'd land somewhere and then go to Hunts Point, and then right. from there. So there was this huge, like, process that would get carbon them here. footprint. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never had uh, you know a caramelized banana. You can't go wrong with that. I That's feel. another or, great New Orleans. Isn't that a famous New Orleans dessert? Bananas, bananas Foster. Isn't that? Uh, That's uh, a New York dessert. I, I never make. You know, I never make it to dessert. So, I, but I know <laughs> king cake. You know, king cake and beignet usually. But I usually have yeah. those in the morning with some coffee at uh, what's it, uh, Cafe Dumont. Cake Dumont. Yeah. 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 But um, so I'm really excited to have you guys on the the show, and I'm really excited to be here. I just wanted to say thank you, and anyone who's listening here, I I I'm, I implore you, tune in to We Dig Plants because I dig plants. Oh, thanks, Jason. Thanks for listening to We Dig Plants on Heritage. I guess we've come to the end of our show. We'd like to thank our sponsor. And to our producer, Carlos Aguero Jr. Hello, Carlos. Thank you. Um, uh, Jason, also, what what's the topic of your next show coming up on Sunday? It's funny. Um, it's, a, it's a Super Bowl call-in show. We're going to call into about 10 restaurants. Uh, sorry, Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just do a check-in, a two-minute check-in. Uh, meet, uh, meatball shop. Call Michael Cherno. Hey, guys, what are you doing? Great. Yeah, what are you doing? What's up? How's um, it going? Mile, mile end. Hey, mm-hmm. Bark. Hey, what are you guys doing? Great. 205th. Uh, some places we're just going to check in with everybody see what they're doing last minute decision makers that that happen to be tuning into heritage at home and you know they want to see what to do for (laughs) so that's sunday at three so so please tune in to the morning after because the game starts at six so that'll be yeah i believe i mean it's usually it's an all-day affair for us americans and and we have (laughs) and we have madonna that's right. Uh, yes. <laughs> <A> material girl. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up. <laughs> Tune in. Uh, this is Carmen from Staten Island. <laughs> Alice from Fairfield. <laughs> Jason also from Staten Island. Forget we'll about see it. you next week. Forget about it. <laughs> on We Dig Plant. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.